I'm sorry. Was that way too loud? Holy smoke! Did I hurt you? I looked like I startled the heck out of you. Uh, I forgot to do the sound check. Oh yeah. Check one. That, check one. Check check. Hi. Check check. Hi. I'm John Sylvain, and I am a, uh, a slightly less than minor internet radio personality, or something like that. And uh, I'm uh, one of your hosts for the Nuna podcast here on the uh, Smodco Internet Radio Network, and. I'm joined by the the, uh, the co-founder of the the Nooner podcast, which is in fact the oldest podcast uh, in the history of uh, podcasts. It's been on the air continuously for over fifty years. Isn't that right, Marty? Forty-seven, but who's counting? Forty-seven years, but you know, if you count, that's counting the entire COVID year as one uh, month. So uh, you could, you know, it's it's either way. Okay, then forty-six years. I thought it would, okay, all right. Well, um, anyway, uh, so we're here, uh, and we're uh, not queer, so get used to it. We're queer-ish. Anyway, what happened was, um, before the show, uh, we had a little um, olive oil wrestling match uh, to see who's going to be the host tonight. And Naked, I won. Of course. And Marty won, so I have to be the host. Um, so uh, so I'll just get started. So uh, some things happened. Um, there were some personnel uh, changes in the world. Yeah, that's right. You became the host for this week. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and if you want, um, we're thinking about offering premium content. So if you want to get, like, videotape of Marty and I uh, uh, wrestling in olive oil naked, um, you can become a subscriber. Uh, right? Uh, well, you have to have a blue check by your name on Twitter, or else we don't know if it's you or not. You, you have a blue check next to your name, right, Marty? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I didn't ask for it. They just put it on there. And, um, you know, I, I've, I've been protesting this whole time. Like, I don't want to I don't want people to think that I gave uh, Elon Musk money, you know, like all the other people who have over a million um, followers. Uh, yeah. That these, uh, like, Pele. You wouldn't want anybody to think that you were part of a yeah. club that wanted you to be a member. Like Pele is, has a blue check. Uh, Kobe, Kobe Bryant has a blue check. Um, oh, my God. Sad. Isn't it? crazy and you know is that really true yeah oh it is yeah and and i actually paid for it but i did it just so i can flex and say i didn't pay for it so you know just but, uh, you is that if you have a blue check does that mean that you're really awesome and you're also dead uh, yeah exactly i'm awesome and dead i have a check but it's kind of um it's it's sort of off blue and purple and parts of it are yellow and it's kind of um a little swollen is that something i should get checked on should i get my check checked yeah, go to Elon Musk. Uh, tweet a photo of your swelling to him. My swelling check? Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's some other, other changes in the world today, uh, or yesterday. Uh, it was a pretty exciting time to be alive. So the question is, what's the most uh, interesting story and what should we start with? So um, I wanted to ask you to rank in order of interest, importance, uh, humorless, humorousness, and stupidity. The following um, news items. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was traded to the Jets. Uh, Tucker Carlson was fired by Fox. Uh, Biden is running for, uh, announced he's running for a second term. And uh, Don Lemon was fired. What do you, so uh, let's get to the first one. Aaron Rodgers was traded to the Jets. Is uh, Out of four, uh, you have a, a, a interest well, one through four. How much is he getting paid by the Jets, and how I don't long know. is his contract for? I don't know. 
Well, I don't know. Okay. All right. Um, well, we could figure that out. We could find that out. We're not. What? We're just just rank in, in terms of the well, the interest compared I to mean, the other if it's other a three. Three year contract, then then it, it jumps up two spots. You know. Is but that right? In your mind? In my mind, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's thirty nine years old. Yeah, that's why it's so amazing. You know. All right, so we're gonna have to look it up. How long is Aaron? How do you spell Aaron? Ro how do you spell Rogers? Rogers is his penis. Contract. Penis. I, I wrote contract. Should I say penis? Oh, wait. With Jets. Oh, I'm just asking you to drink at one through four. With one, one is the top of importance of the four stories. And then we'll talk about them in order. Okay. This is clearly number one. That's number one. So we're yeah. going to talk about that last. Yeah, yeah. And Aaron okay, Rodgers is um, he's a baseball player. Yeah, exactly. Okay. He he played baseball in high school, um, mm -hmm. but he later changed careers. Um, truck, truck, uh, Cocker, 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 Charlson, Cocker, Charlson was Charleston? was was hired by Fox by was. Oh, yeah. okay. The stroke came early this episode. Early. Wow. It's so exciting. It's, it's exciting so exciting. Show. Well, now that we've gotten it out of the way, people have nothing to look forward to, John. Well, we, they can look forward to us talking about Aaron Rodgers when we don't know anything about sports. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's okay. going to be that's gonna, we're teasing that. So, we're, when do we talk about Tucker Carlson? Is that going to well, be? You know, is that a one? You only have three, two, and uh, wait a minute. You took one already. So two, three, four. You know, it's funny because as I read it from directly from Fox News, that it was a mutual parting of ways. So I don't know what you mean by fired. You know. I mean that he was mutually parted of the ways. That's uh, a, another way of saying fired. Or fired is another way of saying mutual party. It's sort of like, it's a conscious uncoupling is what it really is. Um, or was it, a, what do they call it? Uh, when conscious they, uncoupling. No. When, sexual, sexual intercourse? No. Um, um, hold on. Um, it's called the swelling of the check. Check no, swelling. No, no. It, it was... Um, the when it was an unscheduled um ejaculation no premature shoot uh it, you know when Shooting. the spacex rocket exploded in oh uh, dis not disintegration but dis uh, disassembly disassembly yeah an, un uh, an unscheduled disassembly or, or whatever sudden emergency sudden disassembly disassembly like yeah yeah so um so, that, so what is that? Is that is that four, three, or two? Um, Just give me a number. His the disassembly of his his uh, network his career his network cable news career. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say that's a, a four. Who, who I don't even know who this guy is. Okay, so that's that's going to be our first topic, and then uh, Biden running for it's Joe Biden. He's the president of the United States of America, um, and wait, he's wait, running which, for which, a second which, term. Which United States of where? The 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 one the American the North American United States, the United States, the one we're living in right now. Oh, that would be Naus. Yeah, exactly. The Naus. Yeah. The new o. Naus, North American United States. Um, yeah. Okay, so that can be second. So that's number two. So we'll, we'll, we're going to... Okay, and then uh, Don Lemon was fired. Do you know who Don Lemon is? Mm, is he... A, I have no idea who he is. is, is he I honestly got... Is person for... Um, is it D-A-W-N? 
No, he worked for CNN, and he worked there for 18 years. He's a spokesperson for the Citrus Growers of America, I mean, of Naus? Uh, yeah, that's right. That's exactly yeah. who he is. D-A-W-N, Lemon, yeah. the spokesperson for the Citrus Growers of Naus. Okay. Um, that's really important to me. I can't believe you said that. I mean, I get made fun of, and you say something that is just that. That's like a that's not that's like a grandpa joke. Okay, so uh, so that's really important to you. Is that more important to you than Aaron Rodgers? Um, you want to save that for last? Okay, no, we'll we'll, we'll do that. We'll do Aaron Rodgers last. Um, so, uh, uh, a Cocker Cocker Tolson is first. Um, how important do you think this is? I think it's the fourth most important news story. I think we've already established that. Oh yeah, uh, no, I, 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 that was interest. Now, how interested are you in that? You're that you're really interested. In, you're not that interested in it. But how important do you think it is, really, Marty? How do you think it is? Do you think it makes any difference? Well, let's look at the the. There have been a bunch of news people who have been uh, felled for uh, for various reasons. Um, Being a dick. You've got, um, you've got, uh, what's his name? We'll do it live. We'll do it live, guy. Um, uh, what? We'll do it live. We'll do it live. You know. I don't know who that is. Uh, but Bill O'Reilly got yeah, fired from the same Bill, show. That's, that's Bill O'Reilly. You know. Oh, it is. You haven't seen that that meme where he's like, "Fuck it, fuck it, we'll do it live, we'll do it live." When he was on Inside Edition, um, no, he's throwing a fit, and uh, and somebody leaked the recording. And he's just such a dick. Um, yeah. So he was he was let go with a giant golden parachute of tens of millions of dollars um, for basically harassing one of his producers, right? Just one? Uh, at least one. I don't know all the details. And then he now has his own like website, and he does his thing in a, a vacuum. And I'm sure he makes a good living doing that, but... Culturally, he's not very relevant. I would say no. Well, but but would you say? Would you say I? I didn't. I don't pay enough attention. I maybe didn't. I paid even less attention back then. So, do you think that Bill O'Reilly was more of a dick than Tucker Carlson, or or? Uh, no, no. Uh, well, I would say of a pernicious dick. Um, I think he was just. He's probably a bigger dick, but I think Tucker Carlson is a more pernicious. Uh, just more shame. swollen. Yeah, and he's more infected and shameless, and um, just, just like so um, craven in his motivations. You know, he was on record as saying, you know, I, I hate Trump um, with a passion, and I, you know, and he's going down, and I couldn't be happier. And then, like, what two weeks ago, he was kissing his ass in a in in person interview. Uh, mm -hmm. So. So that's how craven he is and starved for for um, relevance. So I think yeah. he's going. So anyhow, Bill O'Reilly was uh, sort of taken away out. Uh, Glenn Beck was taken out of Fox News, right? He was. Yeah. And, and we haven't heard hide nor hair of him for, for years. He started uh, a, a radio network called uh, Burn or something like that. My, a friend of mine who's an arch conservative. Uh, little, she's a, a, a tiny little woman, monster. I used to work with her, little tiny monster, and she uh, Good was freelancing. She she got all of her news from Fox. Yeah. Um, and uh, she was working. I think it was like Burn because the idea was like, and Glenn Beck actually, from what I I vaguely remember, he sort of 
when when Trump came to power, he kind of turned the corner. Why why is it so? It's light in here. My my image is really dark. People on the, listening to the podcast, it's yeah. very disturbing. Yeah, well, it's a unfortunately or fortunately, it's a visual medium. It's not a visual medium, so. Oh, um, very fortunately. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we have we have faces for radio and and voices for mime. Yeah, um, exactly. So, so Glenn was Glenn back in that eight o'clock spot. He was on. He was on Fox News. He was on Fox News, but he he was canceled for some reason or another, and he's no no longer relevant. On the other side of things, you've got Chris Cuomo from CNN, who was uh, caught uh, sort of helping his brother along, uh, who was the governor of New York at the time, and he was ousted at CNN. He has. Oh, wasn't he? Wasn't it was it was some sexual things? Oh, that was his brother. Yeah, his brother was the creep. I'm, I'm sure, you know, whatever. Um, but he, You want to go ahead and speculate about uh, other real people and, and just speculate that he's a creep too? Might as well. Uh, no, I, because that would be speculation. I have no proof. But oh. um, he now we has, need a proof pod- nowadays? He has a podcast. So, you know. Um, and, it's not as old as this one. And uh, Keith Olbermann was ousted at MSNBC for being a dick. And he was just asking for just being a dick. Yeah, he was. It was. It was really. He's just. He didn't do anything a, wrong. He was no, just a dick. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> being a dick has consequences, and well, not I, always. But you know what? In my experience, I'm sure he has a podcast or an, a, a YouTube channel or whatever, and I'm sure they're all making heaps of money more than we are, ever will. But they're no longer culturally relevant, and I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with people who abuse their position to manipulate people or to, um, uh, to just tell lies for the sake of attention and cash. I'm I'm uh-huh. I'm fine with that. And so I think that Tucker Carlson will he will um, hopefully like because he's been at CNN, he's been at yeah. MSNBC, and right. now he's been at Fox. He's not going to go back to any of those places. They're not. He was in public radio too. Oh, I, I did not know that. And uh, yeah. and you know what? He'll he, do anything. He was born rich. He's part he was, of the, he was on he was on the corner sucking my dick the other day. He'll do anything for yeah. money. But but he is part of the Swanson frozen food family. Uh, Jesus yeah. Christ. So that's embarrassing. I know, but he's still <laughs> like you know he probably from his his trust fund alone. Like in a day, he makes what we do in a in a year on top of the big cash settlement he got from being fired so um he didn't get fired by the way i just learned that today yeah yeah no no he didn't even get fired it's a mutual parting of ways no he's not no he's not he's still on he's still getting paid oh is he really okay yeah he's still under contract oh so he's under contract but he's off the air so he's off the air and they have a, so he, it's his, a what is it instant instant dissembling uh, of their relationship. Yes, and that is his slow, <laughs> slow falling giant golden parachute. That this is my first of all. Uh, I I think that he is. Uh, oh, he's just gotten worse and worse. I think he's fucking terrifying, caustic, uh, cancer on um, on our country. He uh, believed and and propagated the very worst shit you possibly could he took like the slime from the underside of the balls of the worst parts of the internet and took it out and held it under the noses of uh, america's geriatric crowd and the people who would watch fox news at eight o'clock as if they have nothing but can you imagine turning on it's like it's eight o'clock 
there's uh, there's a whole raft of, of great shows on streaming, and there's this is this is prime time to watch TV. I think I'll going to turn on Tucker Carlson and see what ball slime he has to shove under my nose. Yeah, well, th- here's... I'm so glad he's gone. I actually pooped my pants a little bit when I heard it. I was so happy. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm pretty happy about it too. Uh, but so for the conservatives who say. Well, like, what's the difference between him and uh, Rachel Maddow um, at MSNBC? Uh, you know why he got fired? You know why? I, this is my theory. He got fired because during the Dominion, in the Dominion lawsuit thing, they fi- the, the, the information came out that he was saying nasty shit about his boss. That's what got him fired. Yeah. And, and Rupert Murdoch is 92 years old. He doesn't give a shit, you know? He can, yeah. He's can he can rule based on just his whim and and like whatever. Well, it's been pretty, Bill O'Reilly was was apparently super popular and the most important person at Fox. They got rid of him and it had no impact on on their ratings at all. Yeah, and they put in Tucker Carlson and he was even of a ho- more horrible asshole. Right, and uh, they get rid of him and they're going to put in this guy the one, Jesse Waters. My God, I know that guy's just a oh shit. I don't even know but, what he says. I just see him when I, I'm at work. I see his his smirking little face. I just want to go to New York and punch him in the nose. But that was my question: was how do you tell somebody on the right wing in in a very like reasonable, like a convincing way that they're they're doing a, a, an equivalency of like oh well. That he's just what Rachel Maddow does on the left. Like, how how would you convince somebody without insulting them that 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 is not the case? Uh, why would why I I'm, you're you're assuming that I I believe that there's a a big difference. Not that I don't. I think I think I think the answer is that Rachel Maddow does not um uh, sticks to the facts. From what I understand, I don't watch. I don't watch either one, but I think that I'll tell you. I'll, can I can I answer the question in a way for me? Can I answer it for me? But you, you're. Talking, Why don't you answer it? No, no. I'm because you, you. Do you believe it's diff- They're different. Uh, I'm. I'm ask. Well, if you don't think that they're different, then uh, I don't think I, you're, the the premise of your question is that the, that somehow the the information that you get from Rachel, Rachel Maddow is of a higher quality than the information you would get from Tucker Carlson. Is that what you're positing? Um, no, I'm and just then, saying... And then I should, I should convince somebody who thinks that... I'm that, saying, how are, they, how are they different? How are they different? Yeah. Uh, in my mind, yeah. in my mind, they are different because just simply because Rachel Maddow is on the left, and I agree with her point of view, and, um, and I think she's more intelligent, and, um, and uh, Tucker Carlson is on the right, and I disagree vehemently with his, his point of view, and he, he's a, a conservative, and I think what he says is stupid, and that's one of the reasons I disagree with him. So I don't have, but if somebody says those two are equivalent, then I kind of agree. I, don't ha- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't argue with that, but how, what would you say? Uh, I, I would say that they're their approach to um, their approaches is, is different and their their motivations are different I would say that certainly some uh, Rachel Maddow does uh, I used to listen to her every day and 
and uh-huh. I just found it so repetitive. And but she's very methodical, and she lays out facts, and that you could verify them, and you could argue that she cherry picks things, or you. But there are very few instances that I can think of where there were outright outright lies, and mm-hmm. and it was the motivation was to sort of. Um, methodically lay out an argument and then when you mm-hmm. hear when you watch uh, and again i don't watch a ton of of um tucker carlson thank goodness and but what what i have seen i've there's a lot of fear-mongering and there's a lot of they say or mm-hmm. you know and it, it is not based the arguments are not framed in a way their motivations might be similar of like rachel maddow's trying to get people to think in her progressive way of thinking, and then Tucker Carlson's trying to move um, everybody to the right, but their their tactics are much different, and I think that that is easily demonstrable. And you can there are so many instances of you know just thinking about the the green M M&M, and M uh, fiasco where he was saying that the, they're trying to take everything and. Uh, that's sexy out in the world and desex it, you know, because that's what they're trying to do to society, uh, the uh-huh. left. And I don't hear any of the same fear mongering and um, like rabble rousing without facts that um, on the, uh, with Rachel Maddow. And those are two very extreme examples. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what so, I would say. So this is this is sort of this is my point of view is I think that they are both presenting themselves as if they are commenting on uh, current events. Um, and I and it's not just Tucker Carlson versus Rachel Maddow. It's basically all of the pundits. We have basically 24-hour news that's that's 95% punditry, uh, including, I mean, and, and this is, I was listening to Al Jazeera this morning, Al Jazeera pod, news podcast. And um, I mentioned that last week as where one of the places I get my news. And this is the reason that I like Al Jazeera and I like BBC is they are telling me information as if it's information. I really like that they're telling me what happened and I don't, I can't easily sense that they are, um, they have an ax to grind and they have an opinion. Like when I listen to NPR, which I really like and reflects my values it really bothers me when they say, wait, wait, wait a minute. Are you saying that President Trump uh, might have lied? <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it's just they, there's this sort of um, there's there's a uh, there's an assumption of uh, of a, a, a liberal bias that is very apparent on NPR. It's, ex- of course, very apparent on uh, MSNBC. It's extremely apparent on Fox News. It the liberal. I mean, for the uh, on the right, and it's to to a crazy degree. But I strongly believe that it's uh, impossible to talk about anything, almost full stop, without having a bias. Of course. I mean that that's the def- definition of news. Like we didn't have that uh, when there was only when there were only three networks that were doing two hours of news a day. Uh, or four hours of news a day um, each. Uh, there, they didn't have to fill a lot, but they still had to decide what to focus on. They still had to say, "Yes, we're going to go with 
this story about the Vietnam War, and no, we're not going to go with this story about um, Timothy Leary and LSD or whatever it is. <clears throat> so they make an editorial de decision, and in that decision making, they they are forming the narrative. They are they are yeah. moving the needle to where they want it to be. So mm -hmm. there's always judgment, and uh, mm -hmm. and that that is that is journalism, and it's it's. It's not help. I, you you can't avoid that. Like, but you right. can also, like you said, you present the way the BBC does it, the way that uh, what little Al Jazeera I've seen does it. They do it in a, a very matter of fact, balanced way. They but, try to be as objective as Edward R. Murrow well, their, tried to be in their presentation. But yeah. behind the scenes, they are picking and choosing which which sure uh, ones which stories to tell, and in. I think Al Jazeera is they um, they are telling stories that are not necessarily I, I I'm guessing you know are not super uh, pro Israel or they're focused you know on uh, the Middle East and and at the same and they do a lot of a lot of coverage so to be fair um, but they they get to choose what they they have an agenda and if they um, are able to not hide it better, but but just tell their story in a way that is is unassailable. Then that's great, you know. So uh, yeah, uh, the thing about Al Jazeera is uh, whatever bias they have, um, uh, it's not apparent in their uh, three minute um, uh, news podcast that I listen to. They just give me the facts about things that are happening, and they give me an international focus. And maybe if they were talking about Bahrain, as if Bahrain was ever in the news. Um, they would uh, skew it a certain way, um, but I'm just bringing it up as a, as a you know. I think it's great. I think we should mm -hmm. all be we should all uh, get outside of our bubble to to get good but to quality your, news. To your point about editorial decisions, MSNBC and Fox News, they I, I, from my work, at, you know, as as we talked about before, I I watch them for eight hours at a time. And what they choose to talk about with their 24-hour news cycle, what they choose to talk about 90% of the time is what the other people are saying and how wrong they are. So what they're talking about on MSNBC is how wrong Fox right. News is. And, and they're not saying—and wait, let me finish. Ahead, and they're not sorry, saying— I'm just having a conversation. But... Go ahead, Marty. Well, no, I was just going to say, and, and they do that because it's entertainment, you know? It, it's entertaining mm -hmm. to to hear uh, to get a string of of hypocrisy, you know, from Tucker Carlson, where he says that uh, you know these people are n Nazis or whatever. They're they're trying to to restrict free speech when he's talking about burning books or whatever, banning books and and uh, restricting free speech of the people that he doesn't like. Uh, exactly, and that's entertainment, and that get that's you know it's all ad driven. So exactly, and yeah. here's the thing. If that's entertainment, I'm going to watch something that's actually entertaining for my entertainment but you, and not think I'm getting news. I'm going to go watch Ted Lasso. Right. Or I'm going to listen to some music. But we, you know, you, or watch some sports. You and I do watch a fair amount of news or we, uh, we take in a fair amount of news, right? I actually don't. Oh, but okay. No, I listen to uh, uh, three podcasts in the morning. And that takes uh, 20 minutes, and that's it. And then I go to work, and I watch sports, and I 
make sure that the news thing, I look over at the news thing and see what they're saying. And they're saying the same thing that they said four hours ago. And it's still stupid. Right. And I don't listen to it. I just see the, the, the little crawl and I sort of know what the, the, the talking heads are saying. And I go, wow, that really is stupid. I mean, who thought, whoever thought that like running that 24 hours a day, I mean, obviously Ted Turner and, and Rupert Murdoch did, could generate so much fucking money, you know? Well, it's cheap. Yeah. That's why, that's why it doesn't really get that many eyeballs, but it's a lot cheaper than anything else to make. Uh, yeah, but um, they're, they're making a shitload of money, you know? So. Well, yeah, because because it doesn't cost hardly anything to do. That's it's a it's a high profit uh, thing. I mean, they all, you know, Tucker Carlson was the most popular thing on on uh, cable news, and he got like two two or three million viewers a night. That's not very good, but it doesn't cost that much. It's sort of like Jeopardy. Like Jeopardy is just a fucking cash fucking cow, right? Because it makes uh, even you know when even even now you know people watch Jeopardy. And it makes it, it makes like uh, it costs it it, it costs you basically the cost of Jeopardy was Alex Trebek, right? And now he's gone. I mean, I'm sure the the new hosts are are make, are doing okay, but Alex Trebek was making like thirty million dollars a year, and he was working for like half. Uh, he worked he worked once uh, for like four or five days once a month because they do all they do them all together. Yeah. I used to, I used to work uh, Jeopardy adjacent, and I know some people over there. Um, but uh, but it would, I mean it, it was it's it it has like twenty million people watch it or something. Like it. it has it has it, it it and it costs nothing to make, so it just prints money for Sony. Yeah, same thing with Wheel of Fortune because it just doesn't. It, the only thing that it costs is Vanna White and Pat Sajak. They already have the the set. It, you know the 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 writers get paid like not great and it's not that hard to write yeah yeah so anyway um so that's how you that so in case you were wondering the way to make money is to um charge more than it costs you to make something wait 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 so yeah wait wait say that one more time i got wait i I need a pen so you want to keep your costs lower okay okay you said something different like you changed. Yeah, I, I'm using different words to make it sound Damn smarter. It. I'm going to use another word. You keep your costs lower than your revenue, and the difference is your profit. All right, got it. I'm going to be rich. Thank you, John, for your words of wisdom. Everybody, I hope you listen to that, but don't don't steal my hit that idea because that's how, what the way I'm going to get rich. Okay. Yeah. So our next topic is we've exhausted the fucking Tucker Carlson getting fired or exploding or well, I remember I don't remember what happened to him. I've already forgotten him. Listen, you- anybody anybody who would wear a, a a a necktie that calls attention to their ears rather than their penis, who said that? Talking about wearing a bow tie. I gotcha. Who was that from? That was from something. You should just take credit for it. No, okay. Um, Biden running for a second term. I, you know, I, I, I don't really have much to say about that. I think that for the Democrats, the Democratic Party, why do they call it the Democrat Party? Is that like some huge diss? Yes. Oh, why? Because they're saying rat. Democrat Party. Ugh. That's, that's the insult, the insult that uh, in, inside saying the Democrat Party is saying rat 
and the Democratic Party hates it. It's sort of like well, reacting to something if, that nobody gets. Yeah, I don't know if it's so much hate is like, why? It's like so like dumb. And it's not the name of the party. It's not a Democrat is not an adjective. It's a it's a noun. It's sort of like when uh, the rep- The Republicans? The Republican Party. Oh, there we go. All right. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, what a sick burn. What a <laughs> sick, sick burn. Republic you Party. You sound like an idiot. Like, it's, it's, it's a little dumber. And oh, no, I think Republic, the Republic, is, Republic is funnier for sure and better. <laughs> but like, just like the idea of like, well, just when you're... Uh, your arguments on the merits of your argument. Um, exactly. I can speak. Uh, see, the stroke is catching. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it just came through on the on the through the internet. Um, you know, they, I think Democrats are are feeling that okay, we, there's no like st- rising star just yet, and and Joe Biden is having a relatively solid presidency. Like, you know, he's not, not without hiccups, but he's, he, you know, he got his infrastructure bill in place. Uh, COVID is under control. Um, inflation is very high, so it's not perfect. Uh, you can give him kudos for handling the Ukraine war um, very sensitively. And um, he, he, did, he didn't um, overreact. I think he's been measured and smart. Um, and by he, I mean his entire uh, crew like it's kind of like when reagan was president there were a lot of people surrounding him um even though he his cognitive decline was accelerating and and i can see that happening with joe biden um but i just don't think there's a viable alternative just yet so uh, it's not my first choice of who should be president but if he can win it's uh, better than the alternative do you think somebody will run uh for the nomination against him because yeah. traditionally, yeah, yeah, Robert Kennedy Jr. announced. Is he a pr- Democrat? He's a Democrat. He he announced his presidency last week, uh, his bid for presidency last week. Uh, he is a um, an ex congressman from um, Massachusetts, uh, and he's an anti vaxxer He's um, though he will say he's not, um, but he still maintains that vaccines. Uh, related to autism, which there's been no clinical evidence of, and he well, well, people people who are young get um, get vaccinated, and and people who are young are, uh, are diagnosed with autism. Yeah. So obviously, there's some kind of relationship. Oh, uh, all right. Sorry. Yeah. No. Uh, that's 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 a correlation. It's not a relation. Correlation is a relationship. You're just saying it's not causal. Fine. It's not, there's no causal relationship between them, but uh, yeah, there's just a but correlation. There's a relationship. No, it says correlation it's, is not a relationship, though. No, it is. Correlation is a relationship. You can't say it's not a relationship. Okay. So, I mean, that's like a, a weird semantic argument. but It is. Yeah. And I'm making it. Oh, my God, the lights came on. What happened? Um, so, anyhow, uh, he's, um, he's an oddball for sure. And he's married to oh, Cheryl Hyde. Marty. 
Well, some of us are oddball. I'm an oddball. That's not something. Yes, he's an oddball. Maybe he shouldn't run for president. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, Cheryl Hines is married to him, which is fun. really yeah, yeah. And and she was, was I believe she was asked about it, and she's like, oh yeah, we don't really talk about that at home. Which you don't made, talk about the fact that he's running for president no, at home. That, that he's an anti-vaxer, you know. Um, and he's is also she, very about, he's anti um, he's a recovering addict, and so he's very anti-pot. Um, so, I uh, <laughs> what do you think is more unbelievable that Cheryl Hines was was fictionally married to Larry David, or that she's really married to Robert? Kennedy Jr. She's living this magical life that I couldn't possibly think to understand, you know? The, every time I wa used to watch that Larry David show, I was always like, why Why is she married to him? Why was Laurie David married to, to Larry David? I don't know who Laurie, how Laurie, what, Laurie, I don't know. Yeah. I just assume Larry David has a great big dick. Mm, uh, if <laughs> by great big dick, you mean um, $200 million in the bank, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, there's that. He has more than that. Sure. <laughs> Doesn't he? Well, uh, maybe he does. He Who made, cares? He made like $225 million from, um, from selling Seinfeld. But that's before agent and lawyer fees. You know, you know they gouge you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, you just you, end up with $200 million. Would you marry somebody for money? Um, oh, did you marry someone for money? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I wasn't thinking. No, no, no. Uh, no, I don't give a shit about money. I mean, I, which is my, I'm not, that's not a flex. I'm terrible with money, so. Um, no, you don't give a shit about money, and you're, therefore you're terrible at it. Terrible with Me money. too. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about money, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I'm um, not motivated by money. That's why I'm poor. Yeah. And uh, it's like amazing to me, like I, I wake up, just wondering how I ended up having a paying job. You know, I have no idea how it happened. Is, when you wake up wondering how you how you had a paying job, is it you wake up and go, "Fuck, I've got a paying job." Uh, no, I like my job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you didn't have it, then you wouldn't have to get up. Um, I like getting up. I, I mean, yeah. The alternative is kind of uh, bad when you think about it. Yeah, like when. I left my last job. I, um, I was like, "Oh, they're offering me a job that sounds so much better, and they're paying me more. Maybe I should tell them that they don't need to pay me more because I'll just do it." You know? Yeah, just, you felt a little bad. Yeah. You're really bad with money. That's really bad with money. That's yeah. dumb. Yeah, I'm done with. You're worse. Money. You're worse with money than I am. Yeah. So, but speaking of jobs, getting back to this. Apple Job. computers. Steve no, no, Jobs created the that. iPhone. No, no. And... Okay, go ahead. No, just go ahead. I was just making a dad joke, you know, because I'm trying to cater to the audience. Okay. But isn't it weird and also understandable, but I think it's weird that we can't find really good people who are qualified who want to be president of the United States. I mean, I understand that the interview process sucks, but it just feels like our candidates are not that great. Like Biden got was basically the 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 guy who was like acceptable. Everybody else is kind of meh. The, the only worst job of being president of the U.S. Uh, for American jobs. I'm sorry, um, uh, uh, Naus jobs uh, is 
to be the mayor of a large metropolitan city. You will never win. Everybody, like everybody hates uh, Eric Adams. They make fun of him. They made fun, made fun of Lori well, Lightfoot. Well, he's a goofball. Well, made fun of Lori Lightfoot. They make fun of uh, Eric Garcetti here in LA. Like it's it's just a losing prospect because you, you're so hamstrung by budgets. But if you're president, you just be like, hey, hey, uh, hey, the Fed, can you just print me a little more, more money so I can get some shit done? And then, um, but you're still, it's like you, everybody, look, at least half the country hates you all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I understand why it's a bad job. It just seems like there would be, it seems like a lack of, well, who do you think has been a good president in your lifetime? Setting aside politics. Like, I thought, I, looking back, I think that Reagan uh, did a, a really a pretty good job of being president. And it turns out that his, uh, the idea of uh, spending the Soviet Union into the ground was a good one. Yeah, but trickle-down economics didn't work. Um... And no, no, it didn't work. But it, uh, it, the that was his that was his reason for unleashing a uh, a sort of a tsunami of capital on the economy, which did make tons of people really wealthy. Yeah, I I, I would say that in my lifetime, the middle class has uh, just shriveled and become you know, the the fact that like I grew up in an ideal time when the internet was booming and housing prices weren't crazy, like you and I both were able to buy houses, which is yeah. pretty amazing because there's no way I could buy a house in my neighborhood today. Like I just, there's no, no way. And, no. and we just got really lucky. And so when I hear someone like, I prefer to think I was really smart. Uh, you know what? You could be really smart. One day. You could be really smart now and still be fucked by the fact that you can't buy a fucking house. But yeah. when I hear like Bill Maher like say, what's the, what's the problem with these millennials and, and Gen Zers who are complaining? Like they're just like it's such a repetitive thing of like these stupid people. They they don't they don't know a good thing when they get it, but they are suffering relative to when you and I were at that age like they they can't buy a home in a metropolitan area they it's harder to get good paying jobs you know so I, it's just i'm very lucky and i'm lucky to be a born in a uh in a house uh, in a household that was an upper middle class household i was uh, lucky to have go to a public school that was really good you know there were so many things that that i'm lucky about um, so, but then I look at it, the presidencies as they go from Reagan to Clinton to Bush to on down the line, like they, the, that middle class has shrunk more and more and shifted lower and lower. And while the, the rich have gotten richer and it's just not, um, I don't have a, a lot of respect for any of the presidents because they have not addressed that meaningfully. Hmm. Yeah. So what should we do? What if you were president? What would you do about that? 
I'd be like, hey, Fed, can you print me some money? And then I'd put it all in a suitcase and go off. Uh, no, I, I, I would be a terrible president. Like, it's, it's a shitty job. I wouldn't want it. Like, you look at how it ages everybody. Like, uh, age is already killing me. I, I'm at the age right now where I'm just like, I don't want to vote for anybody older than me. I want to vote for somebody younger than me. Like, the average age of the United States is 38, 39 years old. That's who should be representing the country, not a 82-year-old, not a 76-year-old uh, golf junkie in Florida. You know, it's. Well, who do you who do you think would make a good president? Just just uh, anybody anybody who's famous who just seems like they have a good head on their shoulders. I mean, Is there anybody out there? Um, I mean, uh, there are some people who impress me, but I don't know them well enough to to. I haven't done a lot of research. I think Pete Buttigieg is like a really smart, funny, interesting, empathetic guy. I don't know if he has all the answers. I don't know if he's, um, I think he's a bit, a bit of a wonk. Um, but yeah, I, don't, I, I really don't know. What about you? For some reason, Bo Burnham comes to mind. Fuck yeah. Bo Burnham. Absolutely. That's a great call, John. I, I love Bo Burnham. I don't know if he's 35 yet. So, um, oh, some, he will be someday. He will be someday. And at that I point, hope. he'll be so rich, he won't give a shit. He'll be like, Fuck seems like he seems like a smart, funny, uh, sensitive guy who's got a lot of imagination. Yeah. And I love that, you know, he wrote all this you know, sort of adolescent, whatever, homophobic, um, misogynistic stuff. Uh, he did? Oh, yeah. Like, but, like, they're very funny. And yeah. it, it, the motivation wasn't, like, like <laughs> Andrew Tate type of stuff. or But, you know, he's a kid in his, literally a kid in his parents' attic, like, playing yeah. with a, a keyboard, doing funny songs. And he kept mm -hmm. them up on the Internet because he's like, yeah, I did that. And mm -hmm. I'm not hugely proud of it, but that's how I got here. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to to censor that because, yeah, like I got to tell you, eighth grade is such a piece of it's empathetic art. It's just great. So that it's was just the amazing. movie he he directed, he directed, uh, and you wrote it. Yes, and wrote it, yeah. and uh, yeah, and he was like 28 years old. Like what a what a dick. I know. <laughs> uh, Peter WG says that Giselle Net should for 2024. Well, she's not born. Who? Uh, Giselle, she's um, she used to be on the show. She's um, not born in this country, so uh, she. We could get, we could get, we could get that changed. I know. Make America. We could also again. fake that. Obama wasn't born in this country. Oh, that's right. And he he did. Yeah, I mean, like I I like Obama as a leader. You know, McCain McCain actually wasn't born in this country. No, he, he was president. born in Panama. Um, oh, he thought he, no, he's born in Germany. Oh, we'll never know. Um, <laughs> And Ted Cruz was born in Canada, right? So I don't know what Ted Ted Cruz is a dick. <laughs> Ted Cruz is too much of a dick to run for president. Um, yeah. So what's uh, are we done with the news, John? Yet or no, no, no. We got uh, Don Lemon. All right. So yes, what? we're done. Yeah. Okay. Don Lemon. I, Do you I, know who the, I, Don Lemon? He's apparently been on CNN for eighteen years. The first time I ever actually, heard his seven, name was today. Seventeen years, but. Um, Oh, yeah. oh, that's why I don't know who yeah, he yeah, is. Yeah, there you go. Because back then, back in the days of, uh, geez, I can't even, uh, back, back when 
Tucker Carlson was on, you were there, like watching. All right. So, but, hey, what about Aaron? Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets? Let me say this. Let me have Sports Corner for one second. Do you know that uh, Aaron Rodgers replaced um, uh, the the scumbag from Louisiana who turns out to be Brett Favre? Sco- Brett Favre. Favre. From he did. Yeah. Uh, so he went to the Jets after uh, Aaron Rodgers replaced him at, at, at in the, as a quarterback. At Isn't Green that Bay. ironic? Um, or coincidental. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to say about the, the I, NFL? I know you love organized sports, you fucking fencer. Uh, no, I, I've been watching a lot of tennis lately, and it's been really fun. But um, Aaron Rodgers is an anti-vaxxer. He lied about getting vaccinated, and so he can go fuck himself. Um Aaron Rodgers, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't, if you, you, I, I do follow sports again because of my job. I can tell you the fact that Aaron Rodgers was an anti vaxxer is just the tip of his asshole iceberg. He has an iceberg of asshole. He's a total fucking dick. Oh, so the asshole is like, um, like the asshole at the top is just the tip, and then there's like, like six times more asshole. There's underneath so the water. much more asshole. That's, like, that's what's hidden. an example? What's it? What? Give me, give me some. I don't know. It's all hidden. He just exudes asshole. I mean, look at his fucking hair. Wait, he's just a are dick. You, are you? Spe- we're speculating. Hey, John, we're speculating. Yeah. See, I told you, uh, it's fun, right? It's fun. It's so it, much fun. It. What a dick. He was married. He was engaged to Shailene Woodley. Like, what? He I, was. Yeah, yeah. And then, and she, she's a dirt eater. Look it up. She eats dirt. Yeah, that, yeah. That was her thing for for a hot minute. Um, why? Because uh, it's because like because she if you make a million dollars for walking out of your trailer for a few hours a day, like people think you're you have insights. And then, you, but and so so as a result, you eat dirt. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. turns you stupid. Good night, Peter WG, and yes, and I will send um, Peter. It's always great to to. You can't I, take I, it anymore. I know he's he couldn't he couldn't. Uh, Peter, I want to get you on. Uh, um, we need help. Just to you know, I want to talk about t-shirts with you, and and we'll talk about that later as well. But uh, I want to get the full story, so I, I will coordinate with you so we can get you on. Uh, but it's so I'm so happy that you're married and that you're like do. I hope you're doing well, um, and thank you for all you do. And it's yeah, it's always thank great you. to to hear from you. Um, it's always great to hear from you. And it's great to hear from JP and Tyson. And you can always get us on Twitter. That's Nooner Podcast. And then Noonerpodcast at gmail.com. We've got a couple emails later we'll get to. But oh, we do? Yeah. But anyhow, you, well, go, you go, John. Very excited. Okay. So I, I looked at some of the movies that are coming up kind of the, mostly this summer. I, yeah, actually, basically, these are all summer. And so I wanted to quickly talk about them um, I, I, and see what you think. Like, I, I want to compare them and contrast them and put them into little groups. So we have... Bo is afraid. Oh, is this like a, um, is this what they call like March Madness, like a bracket? Oh, yeah, we could do a bracket. Yeah, okay, let's do a bracket. So, but I have, the first bracket is three. It's a, it's a, it's a, uh, because they're, they're, they're in, independent kind of movies. It's sort of a, uh, <sighs> it's a play-in, play-in. I know, okay, so good. No, Here, we'll do no, it quickly. No. So, Bo is afraid from Ari Aster, yeah, Ari- starring Joaquin Phoenix, who I think chooses his movies based on how fucking weird they are um, versus 
Asteroid City, which I just learned about today, which is a new Wes Anderson movie with Tom Hanks and uh, Scarlett Johansson or Charlotte Scohansson or whatever the heck her name is. And uh, and uh, and a bunch of and everybody else who's always in funny? She Wes was Anderson engaged movies. to to um, Ryan Reynolds at some point. Yes, she that, was married to him. Were they married? Were they, they were married. Yes. Wow. And then, you know, that guy can do no wrong. He sold well, his gin company for hundreds of millions of dollars. He did. Yeah. Gin company. He had yeah. a gin company. Aviation gin, and he he's still their spokesperson, so he still gets some money from that. Then he had Cricket Wireless. That no, he was it was in- Mint. Oh, was it? He had Cricket, and then he got no. He has Mint. Oh, Mint, Mint Wireless. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Mint. mint Wireless that he sold to. Well, I would say he he was an investor, but he was also a spokesperson. Oh, he basically bought it. He, he was the major yeah. owner. Yeah. yeah, and so he bought it for whatever ten million dollars, whatever, and sold it to T-Mobile for two hundred million. I'm making up numbers, but uh, look it, it was up. a lot more than that. Okay, um, look it up, and yes, sir. Yeah, and then. Now he he and Rob McElhaney from Always Sunny they they bought a um, a Welsh, Welsh soccer team soccer team called Wrexham and they turned that uh, for they bought it for like what one and a half million dollars something no like they that. bought that for fifteen dollars uh, one and a half million dollars and then they turned it into a TV show which probably paid for the 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 uh, the team. And then just a couple days ago, they won their league. And so the way it works in English Premier League soccer, English soccer, if you are the worst team in your league, like if you're the New York Jets, you fall down into the next league down. Um, it's the best system ever. Yeah. And then it's... it's Except the, that my, my team, Leeds United, is going to get relegated this year. Yeah. So the, it's the relegation system. And... They um, they don't call it the promotion system, do they? Relegation. I, no, they they actually. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. you're they right. They it, don't call it the promotion no, system. They no, they don't. They call it the relegation system. But um, they so Wrexham, in the first time in decades, they they made it to the Premier League, which is great because it's like this great Cinderella story. But also, they're gonna make a shitload of money now. So because they need it, you know. Yeah, so Ryan Reynolds sold uh, Mint Mobile. He was a minority owner, but he had a, a large stake in it, and he sold it to to T Mobile for uh, one point three billion dollars. Fuck me. Yeah, and he was any uh, yeah, and he's married to uh, Blair Underwood. What's yeah, it? Blair what, Underwood. What's it? Yeah, from L.A. Law. That's right. Yeah, um, and he sold his gin company for six hundred and ten million dollars in twenty twenty. Like. Yeah, so he's doing all right. So why are we talking about him? He doesn't need any our help. Uh, no, everyone steal his gin, steal his phone, steal his gin, steal his phones. All right. So, so what do you want to see? Uh, Bo is afraid. Asteroid City or Oppenheimer? What do you think is going to be good? What do you think is going to be bad? I want to see Ryan Reynolds' living room, like just a wall of gin, <laughs> and another wall that's all money. And then trophies from all the beautiful women that he's yeah, married exactly. to. Exactly, and and who, who, Blake Lively—that's her name. I'm pretty sure it's Blair Underwood, but anyhow, agree to disagree. Okay. But all uh, right. So um, you're asking, uh, well, okay, Ari Aster's movie, who I think is just a fabulous director, and he's a funny, weird guy, and um, and that's the kind of odd that I I really like, but I don't want him to be president. 
Hereditary is a great movie. A Midsommar is You don't a great want movie. him to be president? Well, because we were talking about odd people, and you were like, oh, you know. Okay. Um, and uh, I think that he, um, that a three hour movie based it's on. three a, hours long? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, it's like oh, it's one. And based on a seven minute short that he did in film school. Oh, God. Strike two. I'm, I'm going to pass on that. I, I saw the Whew. short. And you can you can look at the short. I think it's on Vimeo. It's really interesting, and but it's like it's crazy. And you're like for seven minutes, sure, I'll go yeah. along with the ride. And yeah. and he was committed to making that into a feature film. Unfortunately, the the original star of the short film passed away. Um, oh, yeah. And so that that would have Did been settled for Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, he had to settle for Oscar-winning uh, Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix. Um, so. Didn't Joaquin Phoenix win Oscar? Let's just say he did. So sure, yeah. Uh, I I don't. I wasn't excited to see that movie. Um, Wes Anderson is hit or miss. I will wait till the reviews come out. I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's another movie you mentioned. Don't give a shit about Oppenheimer. Don't give a shit about it. You don't give a shit about that. Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. Um, who's the plays Oppenheimer? Killian Murphy. Yeah. Um, I like Killian. Murphy. Is it Killian or Cillian? It's Killian. Okay. Yeah. You like him. He's great. Uh, yeah, he's great. He, he needs yeah. to, he, he should eat a sandwich though, but Yes, he really should. Yeah. He really should look more human than he does, but yeah. he's very good. He's such a good he, actor. He's a great actor. He's a great actor and he's extremely good looking and I and it makes me uncomfortable piercing how attracted I am. Piercing blue piercing. eyes. Piercing. They pe pierces my soul with his blue eyes. Your blue eyes. And it's in black and white. Why would you cast Cillian Murphy, Killian Murphy, whatever the fuck his name is, and put it, make a movie in black and white with those blue eyes? That's that's a waste of money right there. Uh, well, how would you describe your blue eyes, John? What? My eyes are green. Green. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you would describe your blue eyes as green. Yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. I uh, I'm not going to see Bo is afraid because um because I just told you it was all three the, hours long. the all the reasons see the strike one is it's three hours long strike two it's based on his uh his film school short Jesus that's like forty five strikes and then strike three is it's made by Ari Aster and I've seen the beginning of uh, Midsummer and I saw the beginning of Hereditary and that was enough of that he's for me such a good director I think he really, oh yeah but he, I, so those good. are horrifying. Those yeah. are horrible. Just really, really uh, excellent filmmaker. I, I will eventually see it. Um, and I probably should see it in the theater. But, you know, life is short. No, it's yeah. It's no, it looks like a chore. Um, and uh, Oppenheimer, um, after after Tenet, Tenet. Uh, and I, 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 I feel like I'm going to go see Oppenheimer because I I know a lot about the history. I was in a play about um, Los Alamos and I learned a lot about it. And I read uh Feynman's book and I just feel like I'm going to watch it and get mad you just um, like th threw out a bunch of names that I don't know if anybody knows how that relates to Oppenheimer oh what Richard Feynman and Los Alamos so Los Alamos is where the laboratory is that they developed the first atomic bomb Oppenheimer was in, in New charge Mexico, of, right in New Mexico near yes in the desert uh, near Alamogordo which sounds like the end of the world um, and Oppenheimer was the scientific head of the project and um, and Richard Feynman was one of the most brilliant physicists ever, and a hilarious bongo playing guy. Did you and he wrote a couple his... of hilarious books. Yeah, what huh? was the name of his really famous biography? Surely you're joking, Surely you're joking, Mr. Mr. Feynman. Feynman. Mr. Um, Feynman. 
and where he's like subject of a, another book by uh, uh, James Glick called Genius, which is just it's he's a wonderful guy. He's the guy who, when the, the space shuttle blew up, he was the scientific chief of the investigation. Yeah. And what he did was so brilliant. He went to Congress and he didn't say what he's did. He took an O ring and he put it into his uh, glass ice of water, water, ice water. And then, ice water and then he talked for uh five minutes and he took the o-ring out of the ice water and dropped it on the desk and it cracked and he said that's the problem so for context yeah this is when the, the space shuttle uh not endeavor uh well, challenger challenger exploded in mid-flight and it was because there was a um, yes a, a an o-ring that cracked and leaked um propellant probably a, probably a bunch of o-rings because it, it got too cold yes it's made out of rubber yeah and it, it was just like such a visceral demonstration of and i'm sure there were a lot of complexities beyond that but, oh yeah but there were a lot of other things really fucking convincing um yeah, yeah and it, so i would i would see i'm gonna i would and, and I'm, I'm sort of late to the table with wes anderson and uh right. uh I'm look, I think Asteroid City would be the one that I will go yeah. see. Um, but um, Richard Feynman, I remember reading his book in like as a 18, 19 year old virgin. Like, and he's like, when I was at Caltech, because he was he was a professor there, and I, I don't know if he studied there, but he was like, I was at a bar and all I and I was didn't know how to talk to women, so finally I just went up to a woman and said, "Will you sleep with me?" And she said, "Yes." And it was like the the weirdest thing of like, oh, okay, I guess that's what it takes to get a woman. You just walk up to a stranger and say, let's have sex. Um, never worked for me, but anyhow, uh, good for you, dick. He walked up to one of his students. Good, um, good for you, you dick. Yeah. Feynman. So, uh, yeah, well, okay, yeah. I don't know what to say about that. Um, well, did, uh, did you read the book? Did I re yes, I, I I did a I did a play I I played him in a did, play. Do you don't remember that scene because as an as a nineteen eighteen nineteen year old virgin, I sure remember that. Um, no, I don't remember no. that. Well, you were probably no. getting laid then. So. No, I probably had gotten laid by that time. Oh yeah, in in the back of a Camaro. Or... That is absolutely right. That is what ha when it happened. During uh, a a thunderstorm, a flash on, thunderstorm, on cloud Whitney burst, Avenue. cloud burst, huh? On Whitney there Avenue. Was, uh, yeah, it was no, it was it was down. It wasn't. Well, maybe it was. It was outside. It was. I don't know where it was. It was incredible. Um, just a minute. <laughs> I have to John all of a sudden got wistful. He's like he's like totally like in another world right now. It's practically the last time I got laid. So, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy versus the Flash. Eh. I mean, I, I, you got to pick one. This is this this is the tournament. So we got so what 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 came out of the first round? I said Asteroid City, and would you say Asteroid City? Uh, you have to pick one of those three. Why? Because that's the way the game is played. Then we'll go. We, we, you wanted a bracket. Come on, let's go. Is it Asteroid City? Well, you can't have three things in a bracket, yo. Yes, you can. Okay, yes, you can. sorry. Um, I'm gonna watch. Um, um, I'm going to watch Bo be afraid of Oppenheimer going to Asteroid City. Okay, watch. So we're not, nobody's, none of these, they all, they're all gone. Forget no, those. Yeah, no. Okay, Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy 3 versus The Flash. Uh, I mean, the, the, what's the guy's name in The Flash? 
like uh dickhead uh, asshole face yeah like i saw the trailer he's really good in the trailer um, yes but i it's really hard to divorce my perception of him from like the he's mentally that, ill yeah yeah and he's uh, the, the, here's, there's a distinction between being mentally ill and being a dick but he can and be, you can, you can be, be both. both. <laughs> can be both. <laughs> oh yes, you you you've arrived. Uh, what's your name? We're not even going to speak his name, um, but because we don't know what it is. Oh no, I do know what it is. It's an Old Testament name, four letters. Um, but anyhow, Noah. No, no, just stop. Stop. Uh, but Moses. Uh, yeah, Moses. Mo- Moses. It's four letters. No, no, no. It's it's M O Z Z Z. You know M O Z Z Moses. He's and but most uh, deaf but uh it was so exciting to see michael keaton in in the trailer and sure was i think that's the best part of that yeah i think we've seen the best part of that movie based on all the other dc movies that when he says yes i am batman and yeah. it's like ah oh, okay i can no, don't have yeah. to see the movie but now it, it came like they, they finished that movie like three years ago so it's just been sitting on a shelf so it's not or warner brothers it's not really born I, without a spine yeah <laughs> it does not make me excited to see it uh guardians of the galaxy 3 like you know it just gets cutesier and cutesier and um i love all the people involved in it i love james gunn i, I like um christopher pratt and on down the line um but I, I'm just not excited about it because, you know, I I watched the Christmas special. I watched the second one and they're, they're fine. But I think I think the world is slowly moving away away from the MCU. Um, yeah. Well, or at least you are. Oh, well, I think the people who watched who didn't watch Ant-Man in the multiverse or whatever in the quantum universe quantum the multiverse universe. of quantumness the quantum the, the yeah. madness of the quantum the mania. strange yeah mania ants yeah so i think i i think we might be ready for something different uh but um i will see probably guardians before i will see the flash all right guardians absolutely okay here's something exciting versus something i'm not excited about spider-man, Spider-Man across, across the spider-verse what? I will see anything with verse in it except for uh, quantum or verse. Um, no. So you won't see anything with verse in it. You made a rule and you broke it immediately. No, it's not in. It's not actually in there. It's quantum mania. But what is Elementals? Element Elementals is the new uh, Pixar movie about like uh, fire and water liking each other, and um, the 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 trailer Wait, looks sorry, so so terrible. Yes, exactly. It's one of the few trailers I've seen. Where I Pixar. didn't think by anything. Uh, I mean, trailers. I love trailers. Yeah. This is like, wow, that looks stupid as fuck. But you know, it's Pixar, and um, they often make movies that work that, that seem stupid as fuck. They will. Um, they have a really good batting average, but I'm yeah. I'm not interested in this at all. But Spider-Man Across the Spider Verse. Are you excited about that? Oh hell yeah, yeah. I mean, that yeah. movie is just uh, the first one was just so groundbreaking even my wife liked it and like she <laughs> no be, because it was like she hates those types of movies but it, it's like it is so well so thoughtful and and visually arresting like yeah it, it is great okay so we're going to do a quick quick bracket update uh the first uh bow versus uh, it was wiped out so 
We've chose Guardians of the Galaxy over The Flash, and then Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse beats Guardians of the Galaxy. So Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse wins. So then we, we get to Fast X versus Transformers Rise of the Beast. So um, I think we can both agree that those are, we're not looking forward to either one of those things. Um, I would say uh, if I was had to go see one, I would go see Fast X. Although I haven't seen any Fast and the Furious movies. Have you seen any of those movies, Fast and the Furious movies? I've seen, you know, the first one I saw was Tokyo, Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. And you worked with the director. Um, no, I didn't. You didn't? No, I didn't. Oh. No, I. Everybody else in uh, the theater. Oh, did. I like didn't. you got me a job working uh, for that director for a, like half. I a did. Day. Well, I've uh, I've got connections that I don't even know about. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, it was just uh, to do casting. But um, that movie is awesome, and the even though the acting is terrible, um, I just the, I can't tell the difference between any of those movies and. I'm not going to see it. Uh, Transformers. Um, uh, Rise of the Beast. Have you seen the trailer for that? No. Is it about? Oh, good. It's oh. just, it, it, you'll, it'll make you actually, it'll reduce your IQ by uh, 10 points if you watch the trailer for that movie. But it's not done by, what's his name, right? Michael Bay? Yeah. He didn't, uh, did he direct it? I don't care. I mean, I don't know. It's still dumb. It's just, I mean, the foot's so dumb. It's a big mechanical gorilla. Talking to Optimus Prime, saying something is coming that even is scarier than anything you've ever faced. It's like, oh Jesus Christ, this is so dumb. Robots that turn into trucks. I thought it was dumb when I was ten years old and they were just toys. Well, I was I mean, like, I was like, why don't any of those ray guns actually hit another robot? And they're the because they would never hit each other really. They would just like they'd be pew pew pew, and it was just it's kind of like the A team. It's the A team yeah. of science fiction. Yeah. It's stupid. It's just stupid. It's so dumb. It's so it hurts my brain how dumb it is. Um, I and you know I if if people like it, you know, I mean, a friend I don't want to get a friend of mine wrote a couple of the the Transformer movies. On, and, he was sitting on his toilet. I'm sorry. While he was sitting on his toilet one morning? Uh, no, no. He spent a lot of time working on it, but I didn't see any of them. So, um, I wow. Guess, I guess I'm not a very good friend. Wow. Um, no, you, well, we already knew that. Yeah. Um, that's no surprise. Okay, how about, so we don't care about that. How about this? This is, this is two things from the, uh, Wait, the 80s. Godzilla? What? Oh, I, that, I, that's, I put that in. I, Godzilla's not coming out to 2024. I just saw it on a list and things. And then I look for a trailer, and it's it's not it's not really coming out. The only thing it's available is just a, a poster. Hmm. So I didn't. You want to talk about Godzilla? No, Do you think? No, you, I, I thought you put it on there for a reason, but I'm glad you put it on there to ignore. So yeah, um, no, I just ignored it. Um, and then okay, so then we have Little Mermaid versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now we have to talk about this. What do you think is going to be worse? Which one? If you had to see one of them, what would it be? Well, the original Hans Christian Andersen Little Mermaid is yeah, about... Yeah, I, I remember, I remember I, Hans was a good friend of mine. Is he, it, we did theater together. Well, you mentored him, but um, he, he wrote this story about a mute mermaid who ends up like falling in love with a human and then turning into sea foam at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So... I don't know if I want to see a musical about that. 
Um, <laughs> I think they've changed a little bit. Oh, uh, right. They made her black. How dare they? They no, ruined. They... What about my Little Mermaid? They oh wokeness. Um, and you can't say that anymore. Tucker's off the air, and no one's going to listen to you. All right. Well, nobody listens to me anyhow. Uh, Tina, no, they actually made they made her green. They made her a green M M&M. and M. All right, there you go. Now I got a hard on. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, I I don't. I mean, I have the I have a very beat up copy of the first printing of the first issue. Um, Why did you let it get beat up? What what is wrong with you? Because that's I, worth. You know what? It's worth money even if it's beat up. I read it. That's why. Yeah, yeah. That's what happened to all my comic books. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, you know, they're they're both. I don't know surprise me like I, I really have no idea i love to be surprised i don't want to like want things to be bad except there's certain things i know like fast 10 is not going to surprise me there's a formula that they adhere to transformers rise of the beast is not going to surprise me though bumblebee was fine i like it was i like that movie yes i did but that's also the only one i watched um and I was on a plane, and it was, you know, I, but I wasn't surprised that I, I kind of liked it. So um, what is the percentage, like, what do you think um, is the chance of Little Mermaid being really good versus the chance of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles being really good? What do you, just what do you think is this, what, what would you put money on if, if you had to bet one of them is going to be good? I'll, I'll answer the question because it's, I think I would put money on, um, I would put money that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is surprisingly good. Okay. What well, do you think? I, I, I don't know. I would have to look at um, who, who directed it. and and The Seth Rogen joint. Okay. Then, yeah, sure. You um, think it might, it, might, it yeah, might be good? I think, yeah. It's like, you know, Danny McBride being involved with the Halloween reboot, you know, with Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, that's an interesting combination. David Gordon Green directing them, not great movies, but not terrible movies. So yeah, yeah. Adam McKay is kind of a blowhard, but he's he's a smart guy and he works with Seth Rogen. So the, there's a chance that it might be really good. Okay, then then that's what my money's on. Thank you, John, for for letting me know about that. All right, so that's that's what we kind of okay. Then then you have Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, uh, which the main selling point is that Steven it's Spielberg did not direct dial. it. It's about it's a about a dial. dial. But the legend, you know, which we all, you know, is it there's a, the Holy Grail, there's the, the, the lost Ark of the Covenant, and then the dial. Yeah. Are we talking about the a lump of soap of or an obsolete telephone? You know, like, I, either way, I'm in. I'm in. But fe- and, then, and then Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, part, part one. Part one. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm already excited for part two. I want to just go to, straight to part two. Uh, Indiana Jones is was co-written by um, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who... You had me, did, Phoebe. ...who did um, Fleabag, and she's just a really... And sh- Killing Eve. And Killing Eve, the first season. Yeah, they had a different Whatever. showrunner, different showrunner awesome. all four years, uh, four, four seasons. Um, but sh- she's such a smart writer, and she's in it, and she's a wonderful actress, and it, the trailer's really good, uh, or, or intriguing, so I'm optimistic about that except about this dial so yeah i'm in for that um and i have a similar i have a similar issue with the second movie 
which is there's a word in there, two words in there that really make me not want to see it. And those two words are part, part one. one. Yes. So that's why I'm that's like, like, skip, like to, skip strike, to part two. Let's strike one, two, and three for me. Why don't just call it Dead Reckoning and then just have it end at the first one? Because why don't you just make the two movies yeah. into one movie, you or, idiots? Or make them two separate movies and don't like drag it out because like people are going to want they they had continuations from from the last ones before that, Ghost Protocol and whatever. Um, the same villain is in there. Um, that, that guy who's in the cube, um, Christopher McQuarrie, he's, he did a great job, um, with, uh, the, those Almost movies. everything. Yeah. And, um, except for you're the gun. No, I actually never saw that, but, um, and, and I love, I love all the Mission Impossible movies. I'm going to see both of those and I'm probably going to be like, all right, that happened, but I'm going to see them. All right. So which, which one do you think has the possibility of being terrible i can tell you that i think what i think uh probably mission impossible i think that they've really yeah i think they've milked that like how many the, here's the thing it's it's kind of the james bond thing it's like or it's it's kind of like an improv thing so it's like um if you do a herald like the first herald uh, how would you describe it herald it's like it's a uh, beginning, middle, and end of three different scenes. So three different scenes, and they're unified by just the fact that they're repeated. Um, but the you idea a theme, and then they, they they end up maybe being related or maybe not. Right. Uh, yeah. But in inevitably, like the 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 game, you're trying to find a game where you're trying to raise stakes um, mm -hmm. as you're doing it. And so in the first one, you're like, um, okay, like. Uh, two cavemen come up with fire and then the second one uh, these two guys invent gunpowder and then the third one they end up creating uh, thermonuclear war uh, yeah. that, that, that's the sort of escalation that you want to do and then the third one you go all out because you know that's the last one to do um, mm -hmm. I feel like they went all out like four movies ago and then um, and they've gone all out again and again and again and that's what they've done in a lot of the James Bond movies up until recently um, but, uh, yeah, but we'll, we'll see. And, and um, by the way, James Mangold, uh, directed Indiana Jones, um, and he did a, such a good job, uh, with the, uh, the Logan film, um, that, that gets me excited. So I just, I, I, I just, I really, uh, have high hopes for both of them, but I think Dial of Destiny might be really terrible. Okay. I just have this feeling that it's just not going to be good. I think Mission Impossible is going to be just as good as I think it's going to be. Right, right. That's, I, I, that's... Think, I think you're right. Like, you know what you're getting when you go in, and if they, right, and just like Fast X, you know Fast Ten, you know what you're getting when you go in, and if you right. if you buy into that franchise, right. then you're going to be very happy. So. Oh yeah, I'm not going to be. If I go see Fast Ten, I wouldn't. I don't. I don't think I'll be disappointed yeah, because you know. But I think I'll be stupider when yeah, I get out. Well, John, we we drive. <laughs> I, I drive a hybrid, you know. Like, I, <laughs> I drive as little as possible. Yeah. Um, all right. Now, here are two movies that seem like terrible ideas. I disagree. No, they do. Come on. No, I, I disagree. Barbie and yeah. Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Yeah. So Barbie is uh, written, co-written by Noah Baumbach. Wait wait, 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 Before you get into who's in it and who directed it and who thought of it, all of which makes it more of a better idea, but just... Barbie, when I first heard that, I was like, what the fuck? Um, okay, and then what happened? Okay, well, just to, for some context, 
Like this is existing IP that is not necessarily cinematically related. I think there were a bunch of videos that came out in the 80s and 90s that were like uh-huh. like these videotapes of like Barbie in Paris or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and I think there were nobody ever saw them, but it was like the things that grandmothers got them. at Marshalls uh, to buy for their kids. You know, like oh right. look at this, it's only two ninety nine. Um, yeah. Nobody saw them in the same way that nobody ever watched those Olsen twins movies that made a billion dollars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so somebody bought them. Um, <clears throat> but this one is uh, Greta Gerwig directed this, and you know she directed Little Women. She directed Frances Ha, which is such a fantastic movie. If, if you've never seen it, it's so good. Lady Bird is fantastic. Um, she's married to Noah Baumbach, who did The Squid and the Whale. He did... Um, White Noise, which is, I, I couldn't get through, but... Uh, oh, I loved it, and she's great in it. Uh, yeah, she's great in it, and it's an... It, I can see why you would love it, but it's it's a flawed movie, you know? It's, yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. Well, it's a flawed book. It's a, it's, a, it's a flawed idea to make that into a movie. That's the flaw. Right, is. and I like that ambition, and, you know, he had a vision, and he... I think he achieved his vision. So yes, good on you. Um, here, like they went whole hog. You've got uh, Ryan Gosling. Um, mm-hmm. uh, who's that? Aus- is she Australian? Um, yes, she is. Uh, Margot Robbie. Yeah, I, I get her mixed if up. With I, if, if I wanted Weaving. to, um, if Mar- Hugo Hugo Weaving and Margot Robbie. You know, Samara Weaving and, and oh, Samara Weaving. Yeah. I get Hugo Weaving and Margot Robbie yeah. mixed up. Yeah, that's why you are wearing glasses. Um, and uh, Simu Liu. I made a pass at Hugo Weaving um, at a party. All right. Ryan Gosling and Ryan Reynolds. Did Ryan Gosling own Mint Mobile? Yeah. Ryan Gosling was no. was Ryan Reynolds in La La Land? Yeah. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, I I the the trailer is kind of funny you know i i just want to give them the benefit of the doubt because i just think that they're two great um storytellers are you there it's me margaret is based on a judy bloom book um takes place in new york city and uh it's about an 11 year old girl and i just remember in fourth fifth grade like everybody all the girls would be like we must we must we must improve our bust um, because that's part of the, the the thing in there. It's a sort of coming of age type of story that, from the 1970s. Um, the reviews, everybody my age who was a girl read the book. I didn't because yeah, I'm not a girl. I didn't read it either, but it got uh, very good reviews. It comes out this Friday, so it did. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, I bet you they're both excellent. I hope so. I hope all movies are excellent. I, w- I don't want to see bad movies, you know. Well, speaking of bad movies, I, I put in these. These are movies that I will not see at all, but they all seem to have a same theme. One is Bed Rest. I don't even know what that is, but it's a horror movie called Bed Rest. Why did you put it in there? Because I, I, I was looking at posters of movies that are coming out, and there was Bed Rest, and then there's Mother, which is a, a horror movie or a thriller with uh, J-Lo called Mother, and then there's Evil Dead Rises, which is looks like the, a mother turns into a, a evil zombie and kills her kids, which I think is just, I mean, it's, there's a line, people. There's a line. Well, anyway. um, the, the mother is the one you're talking about with Jennifer Lopez. Um, yeah. What's it about? Uh, it, it is about, it's an action movie. 
Oh. Yeah, it's a. Well, Needs to make more action movies because you know an assassin she's, comes she's out a, of. She's not a charismatic kind of awesomely hilarious uh, person. She really should be in action movies. Yeah, this is like this is like her the world. her take on uh, doing um, a, a, a John Wick type of movie. Uh, while fleeing from dangerous assailants, an assassin comes out of hiding to protect her daughter she left in an earlier life. Um, got Gael Garcia Bernal, um, Jennifer Lopez. I'm not going to see that. It's um, no. Yeah. Um, so th- there's that. Uh, I don't have anything against them. If, it, if it's good, maybe I'll see it, but just not on that pitch alone. Uh, bed rest. Um, After struggling to start a family, Julie Rivers becomes pregnant and moves into a new home with her husband. She's ordered to mandatory bed rest and begins seeing ghostly happenings throughout the house. Oh, it came out last year. Never mind. All right. Good pick. Um, Yeah. So we're not We didn't see that. We already didn't see that. Evil Dead Rising came out this weekend. It's the fifth in the Evil Dead franchise uh, that's directed by, and I think he's um, a UK director. Um, it's totally does not involve any of the actual, uh, characters from the first one, but it has the same con, the the same concept of somebody opens up an evil book and has some sort of incantation that, uh, comes out and uh, releases a demon that, that, um, that basically goes from person to person and and creates um havoc i saw this movie this weekend you did i did i did i saw it uh i saw it by myself because nobody would go you, see it with me oh my god are you okay oh, yeah. scary uh it, it is it, it's very well done it's yeah. oh it is yeah it it's it's fine it's so funny because it it takes place in la but it's like this like weird gothic apartment building that is it's raining constantly and like why, why are you even bothering even though it describes our winter this year but it's like this is like so stupid that they they're even bothering like she's like oh i just came from lax i'm like it's raining you're cold like this is not this is not a verisimilitude this is like a uk person who's like i'm sure it rains here sometime um but no it did not feel that way at all um, it did rain all the time this winter for the first time in 25 years. Yeah, but uh, it was a little disturbing because there's a lot, a lot of blood and gore in it. And there's a small child in it and she's covered with gore for the like last third of the movie. And yeah. it's really hard for me to, to like, uh, like divorce myself from the thinking about this actress and how are there how they're like being like, Hey, we're having fun. We're, we're having, we're doing finger painting with red paint, you know, like how the, they're trying to, how they would try to make it so that it wouldn't be traumatic. As, how big, how old was this little girl? She was like eight, something like that. Um, yeah. yeah. It's not, it, it did not feel comfortable. Um, that said, I think the director did a good job. Um, it was certainly better than the last one, which was, uh, Directed by um, a South American director, I think. Um, and oh, one of those South American directors. Oh, yeah, they're really Fede Alvarez. I can't remember something like that. But uh, but this, but yeah, I, I think it it was it was good. 
it was it was all right but does what's his face show up with a chainsaw attached to his arm uh bruce bruce campbell does not but there they did all the right things there's uh, there's a chainsaw that comes in later um all the characters their first the first letters of their name spell demon all the five characters um yeah i mean it's very silly that way but you know i thought that they did they did the they played well within that world i'm glad you saw it so i don't have to yeah but you would never see it no i'm a wimp i hate i don't like horror films i don't want to see anybody get hurt i don't want to see anyone anybody get hurt but i did i i have been watching um i watched this show called uh beef on Netflix, oh yeah Stephen Yun and uh Ali Wong who yeah you mentioned that last week yeah and I, I finished it 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 didn't it didn't really come through in the end but I thought it was oh. really well done and I thought yeah. it, um I loved that it sort of captured this Asian American experience without being like hey this is an Asian American story it's really mm-hmm. it's it's really smart that way and mm-hmm. Stephen Young is just such a good actor. He's so good. Mm-hmm. And and it's funny and and it's like very difficult to watch at times. Um and then it kind of peters out. But um but it's about these two people who get in a, a road rage incident and then they their hatred towards each other escalates and they mm-hmm. end up sort of trying to destroy each other's lives. Um, there's another Korean drama on uh, a, a K drama, as they call it, as the kids mm-hmm. call it, uh, called The Glory, and it's about a a girl who is tortured by these rich kids at her school, and they like burn her with a curling iron, um, and then she comes back 20 years later and exacts her revenge. And I'm like a few episodes away, and and like it got me thinking, like why. These are revenge films. Like there are revenge films out there, um, where they're like, "Oh, the futility of revenge," and I guess that's kind of what beef is. But then the the glory is like about the deliciousness of revenge because like she's like this really canny, sharp um, plotter, and everything. Every time you think that she's like she's painted herself into a corner, she's outthought them, and and like she's like humiliating all her assailants um mm-hmm. why is that so fun because i've never what revenge yeah because i've i've never really wanted revenge on somebody that like i like yesterday i found out that my old boss was um at my old company like he wasn't he was the head of our department he and i did not get along he was laid off and i got really happy Ah. Yeah, but that was more Schadenfreude than like actual revenge because I didn't, I didn't. Marty, Marty, take any action. Marty, could you define Schadenfreude for our our, our people who don't yeah. look sh- that, like me? That is the the having delight in somebody else's misery, <laughs> and but it was no, it was not through an action that I took. Which would sure. which would be revenge, as far as anyone knows. As far as anyone knows, you know, okay. legally, from a legal right. standpoint, <laughs> from I, approval, provably, I am I am clear, free and clear. Okay. Um, I erased those videotapes. Um, but so why do I still like revenge stories? 
Oh well, what? What? Well, I mean, because they're uh, it's it's a satisfying narrative. It's kind of like heist movie in a way. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend a lot of time stealing stuff, but it's it's fun to watch somebody go try and steal stuff. And it's very satisfying for for uh, I mean, it's a very simple sort of thing. The good guy fights against the bad guy and wins, and the and the good guy is in a down position because the bad guy did something to them, and it seems hopeless. And then the good guy figures out a way to get back at the bad guy. But uh, in real life, I don't think it's uh, actually good for you uh, emotionally or spiritually or in any way to think in terms of revenge, but a lot of people do. I have fantasies about being effortlessly rich, but I don't have fantasies about all the people who have wronged me burning in a pit, you know? No, but some people do. I mean, I understand. I'm very glad that you don't have that. But there are a lot. Have, there are people who are motivated by different things. Have you ever had that? Have, no, I've never really wanted uh, people. Um, John, it's a safe space. You can just tell us how you really feel. Because nobody's listening. Yeah, nobody's listening, John. <laughs> just, just, just you and me. Just you and me. Just, just. No, uh, there. There's nobody. I I haven't really ever ever felt that way. I I want. I want people, um, when I think they're wrong in the past, uh, it has ruined my life, um, but I want them to realize that they're wrong, which is a fruitless and stupid waste of my life and my time to try and get somebody to realize that they're wrong, um, as opposed to just saying, hey, you're, especially when in the cases that I'm thinking of, I actually had the power to say, hey, you're wrong, fuck off. I want to, but I spent a, like years, a couple of years waiting for them to realize that they were wrong. And did that give you any satisfaction? No, because it never happened. And then they just wandered away and did something else. Right, and, I was and like, found happiness, happiness elsewhere, right? I don't think they found happiness because they're dicks, you know, so they just sort of continued to be dicks. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, there was, there was nothing. Um, there was, there's nothing. I just don't think that there's anything really in real life. For me, from my point of view, uh, satisfying uh, about revenge, I think for you know for me, I, holding on to a resentment or even blaming other people for anything in my life is kind of a, goes against what I believe in. It goes against what I think is particularly you know good for me. So I, but I I, I can see the appeal of of uh, why it's appealing. I, I'm not sure that I. I really like uh, movies about revenge because I, th my my sort of theory is you have to have the protagonist has to um, want something that we all want. They, they have to believe in values that we all believe in. Like uh, in Casablanca, Rick starts out wanting to mind his own business, right? And then and then he decides to he's going to do something um, to save the world, you know. But you don't. You start out with being like like. Uh, like you, uh, was it you? What was the stalker stalker series? Was that you? The uh, one that has like three seasons with a, a stalking murderer. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I it's thought you. I thought right? you meant it was why you, like my na last name. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> that would be yeah. The series you. That's about wait, Mar. It's wait, Ma they're like, they, they, I went for the casting, and they're like, mm, you're not quite right for this role. Yeah, you know. You know, you be uh, a little more you. Not really what we had in mind to play Marty. You. Yeah. yeah. We were thinking someone By a little way, different. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. 
I don't feel comfortable somebody, in my own skin. So, yeah, somebody taller and younger and maybe whiter. Yeah. <sighs> we're gonna get we're gonna get Jonathan Price um, to play. How dare you? So Jonathan Price was cast in Miss Saigon um, when it first came on Broadway. And there was a lot of uproar because he was playing a Vietnamese like club owner, I think, something like that. I don't know. Never saw that. Never saw it. Neither did I. uh, Because of that. But I love Jonathan Price. I think he's a fantastic guy. I do too. Yeah. He is fantastic. All right. So we have one last topic that I kind of want to get to. Oh, and, and don't forget, we have some some mail sack stuff. Some mail, so maybe we can get through this really quickly because this is the reason. That, so there are three thing, four things that happened in 1776. Oh well, I mean, you tell us, John. You were there. There were four things that happened in 1776, and one of them was uh, I knew I knew about two of them. One was the signing of actually I knew about three of them. One was the signing of the Declaration of Independence. I think you knew about all of them since you're presenting them. I, one of them, I, the, 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 the publication of Adam Smith's Wealth of Nations, which is basically described capitalism. Um, and then the founding of the Bavarian Illuminati by Adam Weishaupt, which is basically the found, one of the foundational um, conspiracy theory things. And then, um, and also the first com- commercial sale of a steam engine. So the steam engine was invented uh, earlier in the 1700s. Yeah, the government and, controlled it as long as they No, 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 it wasn't. And then it Adam wasn't Smith good. came along and said, you got to free it for capitalists. Yeah, sort of like that. Um, and James Watt, Watt, who, from where we get Watts, um, uh, perfected it and, and turned <laughs> it into... The town of Watts? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but I was thinking about the measure of en- oh, en- en- energy. Yeah. <laughs> Might be both. <laughs> Um, anyway, so he, they first started selling steam engines commercially uh, in 1776, and so those are all like, what do you think is the most important of those of those four things? Well, John, as a, as a bonesman yourself, um, how Jesus do you, Christ? How do you like you know about conspiracies? Like, how many of your fellow? I don't bones, know what you're talking about. How many, where are you going, John? John, John, come back! Oh, Marty, that's not cool. Um, that's supposed to not be something that we talk about. Wait, I didn't actually didn't. What, um, Marty? I, 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 it's only because I don't think anybody actually listens to it. Am I? <laughs> am I not upset? <laughs> um, I mean, it, we're in hour two and a half, right? So yeah. I'm, I'm figuring. I mean, it's probably. Did you know that my brother-in-law was a bonesman as well? Yes, we've talked about that, but not on the podcast. Oh, jackass! Oh, oh what? Whatever. So, like, John. Is proof that <laughs> the consp- that it means nothing. That the conspiracies are bullshit. Um, yep. yep. A lot of very rich people are part of very exclusive clubs. Like you go yes. to you go to the the Soho House, and there are a bunch of rich, powerful dickheads there, and then there's just a bunch of also rich dickheads there. And they're what not- rich, powerful dickheads and rich dickheads? Yeah. But they're all dickheads and they're all rich. Yeah, yeah. Some of them are powerful and some of them are not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's my Whereas point. Whereas here, we're both dickheads, but we're neither powerful nor, <laughs> nor rich. rich. Yeah. And I and, and I am not part of a conspiracy, but... Um, yes, you are. Oh, 
but I just yes. blew it. I just yeah. blew the yeah. whistle on that. Um, yeah, it's like, I, I don't, do you think that the Illuminati holds any weight in this day and age? Or is it just, I mean, I'm sure it exists. I'm sure that they, there's a separate like after party at Davos where a bunch of Illuminati go and do a bunch of blow and have like bring their hookers. Um, but I don't know if they are forming the, the, no, the mechanics. I don't think. Mechanics no, of I don't think, economy. I, I don't. I don't believe in in in. But I I do believe that the uh, Freemasons and those um those societies had an impact. Uh in in the sense uh in in the seventeen hundreds, and early sixteen hundreds in the rise of a, a mercantile middle class that uh that was part of the transformation of Europe that kind of occurred starting with the French Revolution. Uh, and going through the 1800s, it turned um, basically over over through feudalism. So I think I think they they had a they had a role. Um, Do you think the democratization of information in the 21st century has sort of flattened that influence uh, a bit, or no? Oh yeah, no, I don't think they were that. In, I mean, I think they won. In other words, I mean, the new, I think the, uh, the 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 ideals of the Freemasons are now so common that we don't even realize that they, they kind of won. I mean, the Freemasons still exist, and but they're completely just a sort of esoteric society and people get together and do rituals and then they meet and, and get to be friends with people. Right, right. Yeah. It's nice. It's just a nice social club. Yeah, yeah. But back like 250 years ago, um, the Freemasons, not necessarily the Illum Illuminati, which is really just a super high-level, like, mumbo jumbo kind of but the freemasons were like people who were um not nobles and they were making money as merchants and as uh you know uh, early kind of um manufacturers and and uh, and people like that and they had no power within the the still basically feudal system and so they banded together into groups um originally they were kind of social clubs but i think they got together and started thinking how can we, you know, affect some kind of change? They weren't like revolutionaries, but they sort of led to um, changes in government. You know, the rise of the parliament, parliament being important in England, and and then you know the French Revolution. I think sort of uh, the first French, the first part of the French Revolution was, I think, really the rise of the middle, a uh, uh, middle class revolution, and it, certainly the American Revolution was a, a revolution of of uh, of the middle class and the rich. It wasn't. It wasn't like the Russian Revolution or even actually, right. I mean, I guess that the Chinese Revolution is more of a, a rise. Of a con I think, I, think I can speak with authority on this. OK, John, I'll take it from here. I, uh, I know you were there. Yeah. On uh, the long, the long ass march. <laughs> That's what I called it. The um, just for some context, you know, this is the influence that these secret societies have. My uh, brother-in-law, who's a bonesman, is the... You can't keep saying that. You're just like saying it like there's nobody listening. He's he's teaches seventh grade, so he's forming the next generation. <laughs> right? Yes, that's right. Okay. That's, that's really powerful. And I am too. I'm teaching. So it's it's how we have control. Yeah, and that and being having three presidents. And then from from my year, uh, Reggie Sellers um, was in Skull and Bones, and he ended up teaching Spanish. So yeah, a lot of, that's why the rise of 
the Venezuelan um, uh, bad actors. Yeah. If it wasn't for him, nobody would speak Spanish. <laughs> Thank you, Reggie. Love you. Uh, so uh, the, what I understand about The Wealth of Nations by Adam Smith is that actually he was pointing out that it works better if the uh, the nobles don't fuck around with uh, and they let things be free. He wasn't saying free markets are the best thing ever. He was like looking at his his uh, city and saying, you know, the uh, uh, the nobles who are coming in and saying, this is mine and this is mine and I deserve this. We're, we're, we're actually reducing um the uh, the possible good that capitalism could do. Um, he and he was not really like uh, what he's portrayed as. That's my understanding from I don't know one from one, from one fucking, podcast that you listen one to. podcast that yeah. I listened to like a month ago. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. an expert. That that is how I come on to this podcast. Um, so I, it, which makes me think of like okay, so Chat GPT, all these uh, large language learning models, they. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what? Not many people are listening this late deep in. So this is like, this is some deep shit here. Yeah. Um, so they scrape the internet and they learn from the internet and then produce content from that. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the internet up till now has been all human generated. But now yeah. there's going to be a tipping point where there's going to be more because every... Uh, BuzzFeed is now relying on AI to produce their listicles. Um, oh, they went out of business. The, the no, news. BuzzFeed News. BuzzFeed News did. Yeah, yeah. went you out know, of. That was the other thing that happened yesterday. The, the CEO is is uh, Jordan Peretti. That's Chelsea Peretti's brother. I don't know who that is. Oh, she's a comedian. She's she was on Brooklyn Nine Nine, uh, Nine 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 Nine. Who um, was she on Brooklyn Nine 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 Nine? Um, One. She was. Nine Really, really funny. I don't know. I don't. Um, I don't know the characters' names. But she's, oh, okay. She's a stand-up. She's so. She's hilarious. She's married to okay. Jordan Peele, um, and uh, yeah. So they're a power couple. But uh, and her her brother is the head of BuzzFeed. Um, but anyhow, they're relying on AI. Um, every college kid, high school kid, is getting AI to write their papers. Uh, that's how they're applying to colleges. That's how uh, small newspapers are writing their sports articles. So at a certain point, there's going to be more AI-generated content out there than human-generated content. And yeah. the AI is going to be scraping that content. And so yeah. they're just it, AI is going to be scraping AI, going to be scraping AI. So what's that content going to look like, John? Um, it's going to be awesome. You know, well, we're going to find out in like three months. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. So there, there's a, a... Chelsea Peretti is fucking awesome. She's the best. She's the best. Yeah, she's so fucking funny. Yeah. And she's the well, best that, character. That, that's what I just said, but... Yeah, but I didn't know who she was and you couldn't describe who she was. And now I looked her up and now I can see it. I'm just telling yeah. that she's awesome, she's, okay? She's great. But... And her so... name is Peretti, not Petty. Okay. You got to pronounce these words for the old men. God. Okay today i tell you all right so uh there was an, an old husker do song that went um uh the cats eat the rats the rats eat the cats and we'll get the catskins for nothing and that's kind of what this is what this is happening what's going to happen with ai ai is going to be like it's it's that like wicked circle the snake eating its tail 
What's that called? Ouroboros. Second stroke of the By the way, I got it. Listen, we have to read. We have to read the mail, but I have to say this: that all Husker Du songs are old. All of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you're old. Yeah, I'm old. Yeah. Um, My cousin sent me a a text today saying, "Like, I'm so fucking old. I just made a yacht rock playlist, and I just sent." And I sent him back a photo of a bunch of albums I got at Goodwill over the this past week, and it's the Carpenters, the Best of Bread, um, you know, Kent Stevens. You got to go to the doctor. You air get supply, that and I'm like, you got air is, supply? Yeah. And I was like, oh, Marty, there's no fucking. This is this is what happens. Them? This is what happens. You know, this is air supply and the Best of Bread, Marty. On Seriously? vinyl, on vinyl, I got Jim Croce. No, not Jim Croce. I got, I got. Uh, what's a Canadian? You didn't even get guy? Jim Croce. That would be good. No, no. Uh, who's the guy who did the record that Edmund Fitzgerald? Um, uh, oh, uh, 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 that guy. Uh, yeah, uh, Gordon Lightfoot. Gordon Lightfoot. Jesus, you know, Marty, that's know. really disturbing. I'm so happy. So, so next time you come over, I'm gonna play oh. that. I'm gonna play the shit out of that for you. I just aged ten years just listening to you. I know it was so great. I Air mean, supply. I love that. He, I All I love. I'm so lost without you. I have no balls. That's why I can sing so high. I just love that he sent that out of the blue, and I'm like, I'm right there with you, brother. Um, so. All right, and your and your uh, what was it? Your your uncle who was a drag racer. You know, it's not just that you're old; it's also that you're just a dork. And it does. And it's not genetic. You look at your sisters. Your sisters are so cool. Your uncle was drag was a drag racer. God, what is wrong with? Oh, did you? I say drag racer? I meant drag queen. <laughs> Either one, man. Either uh, one. It's all good. It's no, much cooler than me. Either one. Much, much yeah. cooler. Air supply. I'm um, see now. Those of you who know the show know that what I'm doing right now is I'm trying to come up with new things to make fun of Marty so that he can fucking interrupt me with the mail sack song in the middle of my sentence, and it's not happening. We're gonna dip into the mail sack. Mail sack, mail sack. That was wrong. We have to start again. I finished my sentence and then it started. You fucked that up. I don't know if you know what interrupt means or not. That was great. Fuck up a wet dream. Oh, John. Yes. So, so great that people sent uh, emails in. It's so great. They probably sent emails because they heard we were going to talk about secret shit in this fucking episode. What? Now, 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 now people, people are going to look me up. How many John Sylvains do you think there are? About 750. 750. Uh, hey, Merps. This is from Brandon. Hi. Long time no talk. Finally getting to catch up on the podcast and wanted to ask you all a few questions. He's got 17. So uh, brace yourself. Okay, we've got five minutes. It's very, very short. I just recently learned about burial pods where your body is used to fertilize a tree as it grows. First legalized in Washington State, your old stomping grounds. Uh, Would you choose this burial style? And if so, what kind of tree would you like to become? I want to become a Marty tree. And uh, I actually want to do this because, like, what do I give a shit about if I'm in? I, why would I want to be encased in cement or embalmed or, like, who gives a shit? Like, just put me in a tree and, like, at least I can finally do something good for the world and reduce my carbon footprint just a tiny bit by feeding a tree. Is there such a thing as a Marty tree? 
Uh, there will be when I get planted, yo. Oh, you're weird. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm all in favor of it. I, I'd be a, an oak tree, not a Marty tree, you weirdo. I thought you liked weirdos. What kind of I mythological do, creature do. would I you do. say that represents you best? Mythological creature? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, I, dragon comes to mind. Wow. So you're a creator, eh? I don't know. Um, orc. <laughs> <laughs> I I heard dork. Mythological mythological I, creature. I heard, okay, mythological. I heard dork. Yeah, I <laughs> the dork. Mythological creature. Uh, let's see. I don't know. I, uh, I I I can't I I can't think of something that represents me. I can think of like Pegasus is a mythological creature, and I admire that. I don't think of myself as Pegasus. Medusa is the second one that comes to mind. I, I mean, I don't know. Oh my I don't know. God. Do you have any? Do you have any answer for that, Marty? Yeah. Since we yeah. we have like I, we have three minutes, quick. Tardigrade with laser eyes. Tardigrade with laser eyes yeah. is a myth. What mythology? Does my that come mythology, from? motherfucker. With the Marty mythology, where the Marty tree grows out yeah, of the Marty exactly. body. Yeah, with okay. the Marty, you can all harvest your own Martys. So you're welcome. What's your most fake Hollywood moment you've ever experienced? I know mine when I was on a set and they said action and they paid me money. Like, what was the favorite? What? The most. What is the most fake Hollywood moment you have ever experienced? Every time I've been on set, I felt like an imposter. Yeah, uh, I don't. I. I mean, huh? I, I can't think of anything. I mean, except for that. I mean, I, I, when you're making a movie, it's all fake. I mean, I, I, I made, a, I made a, a, a feature film and uh, shot seven of the locations in the same room in my house. Yeah, actually, we, we did that. Um, John Enbaum wrote a, a movie that George Hickenlooper directed, and we shot like five or six locations in our the house that we were living in. Um, and Kira Sedgwick was in it, so it was like kind of legit, you know. Yeah. Um, but um, we did not get our cleaning deposit back from. from <laughs> 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 so it's uh, it felt pretty fake. Uh, so yeah, every everything about Hollywood is fake, um, Brandon. Brandon, uh, yeah, and it's fun for sure. I love it. It's fun, but it's all fake. But also, we, we I mean, neither Marty or I are, are uh, in, running the circles of fake people who act fake and tell you fake stuff because we don't have any power. So they don't, they don't even bother to lie to us. I love you, John. Oh, well, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel part of We have um, one minute. Yeah, okay. No, okay. Yako, um, Yako was asking about t-shirts. The t-shirts are amazing. I'm, I'm, I just have not taken the time to sit down and do the fucking work. Every, I'm going to reach out to everybody who who uh, pledged and make sure that they they get the I get the right sizes and dresses and send it to to them. Uh, but I'm just really really lazy. Uh, I'm yeah. I can't say I'm busy. I'm distracted. I'm very distracted and lazy and busy all at the same time. Uh -huh. um, I, I don't know if, if anybody else can identify with that. It's a it's a it's a weird thing. It's um, but it, it is a thing. Mm -hmm. um, Ladies and gentlemen, Marty is a coke fiend. 
Oh, I wish I was. Then I yeah, me so too. much more done, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. That would also mean I had money. All right, we have 30 seconds. Any no, more questions? John, you ha you said 9.50, and you, you don't have to go. No, I, you did. Oh, you're right. You did. I did say 9.50. Yeah. Uh, I, John. Okay, you're right. I don't have to go anywhere. John said um, uh, he's asking about the shirts. And yes, we're John... Uh, we are going to get you the. Sh I'm going to get you the shirts. This is all me. And he said, uh, "Yeah, I'm not going to get you any just fucking shirts." The, just in time for the 10th anniversary of pledging for mm. the shirts. Still faster than the post office. Very funny. Very good. Um, I'm so excited. Yeah, they're really, really cool. Peter WG did a great job. Really? Um, oh, great. Yeah. Can I get one, or is it too? Is it, what? Am I too late to the party? I've only been on the did fucking you, podcast for four years. Did you pledge? Uh, yeah. Yeah. As far oh, as you know. All right. Great. Um, Peter WG sends in um, an email. This is our last one. Here's a soft, hardball question. I'd like to ask uh, if there's a lull in the conversation. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Uh, what are your ba -ba 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 -ba. three favorite films? Uh, this is an amorphous sort of question. You know what? I'm, I'm going to, we're going to table this. This is going to be our cliffhanger to the next episode. Um, three favorite films yeah so but mm. I, I want us to do it in a I, I, here's here's what i'm going to say yeah if there you have to pick three of your favorite films that aren't in the top 50 of the afi top 50 films okay okay so this is uh and that's not what Peter is asking, but I just think it's a little more interesting so we get a little bit of a deeper scrape. Um, and it's an amorphous question, as uh, I'm reading what Peter is saying completely. And it's always interesting to see how people's uh, answers change over time. This is, these are Peter's favorites oh, right good. now. Why don't we wait? Why don't we save Peter's too? No, no. I want this to be a, okay. a, a starting, a, a launching pad. Um, Kill Bill... He doesn't say. He doesn't specify volume one or volume two. When you heard volume one, you were like, "Fuck that! I'm not going to go see that movie." Marty, can I tell you something? And you promise not to tell anybody. I promise never to tell anybody. You both. I haven't you. seen Kill Bill one or two. Okay. I would don't tell anybody. Say I. I remember. Um, uh, oh my god! Yes, I. I know somebody who worked. Um, uh, I mean, and this is not a flex. I mean, she was a PA on it, and but she had this script, and it was like you know, 350 pages. It's like it's amazing. I'm like, it doesn't sound amazing. 350 pages, and, and then they turned it into two movies. Um, the Shining, that's his uh, Peter's second one. Um, mm -hmm. I and, did see that one. And then Jurassic Park, but I type it as, um, but as I type it. The thing is fighting for placement against Jurassic Park, but what are your favorite three? Uh, maybe I'll turn it into a letterbox list someday. Peter, great question, and I like how you couched it in a way like it's at this moment because it is, you know, a film. Just all these art is ephemera, and and it changes from time to time. Exactly, that's great. Yeah. So these are not absolute totally lists, and this is just where we are in our lives. And yep. all my three are just like pure, just ugly porn, just really hateful, hateful, <laughs> misogynistic porn. I don't know why. I have no idea why. But anyhow. And you're saying they're not on the AFI list? Um, 
They're not. I thought that was mostly ugly porn. Uh, you're gonna hear the, you're gonna hear the names of them, and they're all going to be volume seven and volume twelve and volume nineteen. So <laughs> you're welcome, everybody. Naked cheerleaders, fuck volume eleven. There's some really good titles in there. <laughs> yeah, is it part or volume, or is it book, or is it you know a chapter? Stepsisters fucked <laughs> volume three. Uh, John, thank you for taking the reins. Uh, you know, it's it's always hard to come up with things to talk about. And John, you, you came up with a great list of things and you controlled the conversation much better than I did, uh, than I do. Um, so a lot of fun. Oh, thanks, Marty. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I don't know if I did it better than you do. It was also a fucking easy week. <laughs> yesterday was like, i know yeah. are you kidding i was like i was like fuck john fuck like oh and like, and like I, up until yesterday i had the 1776 thing and i was like i wonder what else i could do holy smoke we could talk about tucker carlson for an hour and a half yeah oh by the way john uh i just got word from up high uh that uh you've had a mutual parting of ways <laughs> With the uh, Smodco Internet Radio family, but we, yeah. we thank you for your service. Great. Fantastic. All I'm right. going to go start my own podcast and rant against uh, everybody who's not me. Yep. Yep. All right. Noonerpodcast at gmail.com. Send us your email. I just got an email from Will Wilkins who said that, that he found the email from the last week's episode in uh, his out in- inbox. Um this episode was is better. I'm just gonna say it right now. I should put it at the front, right? This episode was really good. Um, so you should put one at the front. That this episode is better than last week's episode. Oh sure. Yeah. 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 All right. So how how are people gonna know that until they get to the end and then they find out it was good that they listened to it? We're gonna like edit it so we put it at the beginning. I don't edit shit. All right. So, so that might be a good title. This one's good. There you go. Okay. Thank you, John. All right. Uh, well, I just had, um, I had another stroke. <laughs> no, that's, that, that's a stroke. It's a two-stroke engine. No, that's a stroke, stroke of genius. All right. We will see you next Tuesday. Um, I timed that badly. You know what that stands for, right, if you put those letters together? Oh, I got to turn up the volume. Uh, 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 uh. How come I can't hear any music? Are we I done? Hit that box. There I go. Oh! Hit that box. Hit that box. I'm so bad at this job. It's it's appalling. It's appalling. I've got all this fancy equipment that our patrons have so generously like paid for, and I don't know how to operate it after 12, 13 years. It's it's astonishing. It's astonishing. It really is. It, 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 it must be must be much more complicated than it seems like it would be. Or no, else no, it's pressing buttons. How fucking hard is that? They're all like queued up and ready to go. All I have to do is a boop, boop. I can't do it, John. Okay. All right. Um, all right. We should well, talk about this this brutal thing next week. Oh yeah. Wait. All right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This has been a Smodco Internet Production. Sip only at Smodcast.
Talk.com. <laughs>